from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. For God's sakes, fucking, that's what's really fucked up about it. Fucking, hey, bitch. Fucking mega freaks. Fucking, fucking moron. The medulla blanqueta. The fucking, you know, fucking, fucking shit isn't totally crazy. <laughs> Religious bullshit. Fucking, fucking, fuck everybody. Fucking, fuckers. Such a cock-sucking bastard. Fucking shove it. That's gotta really fuck you up. Shit, fuck fucking shit. Asshole in a fucking, fucking fuckers. All these sexy quotes from hot atheist chicks like, I don't believe in astrology. It's bullshit. I'm just gonna be like, Oh, oh my god yes welcome to the good atheist.net podcast episode one fucking hundred <laughs> my name is jacob forte and i'm ryan harkness now before we start the show i just have to say that this one took a long time to you know come out of me i feel like it was like a long intense labor to just pump this fucker out well you know the whole problem was uh you got to 100 and you were completely unprepared <laughs> it wasn't it's even like a matter of you didn't of realize back at that good atheist number ninety eight or ninety nine that one hundred was preceding it. Well, you had the good uh, sense to leave right around the time where that was happening. So I abandoned ship. You abandoned ship all the time. Everybody, I remember I was reading a description. There's a fan who actually created a website. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was something called, called "In Honor of the Good Atheist." or something like that, uh, like a, a WordPress blog. Yeah. And he his description for you was the guy who goes on trips a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it only seems like that, because this is the whole thing. Everybody, and, and trust me, I recognize this from being visible on other blogs, is that people never realize when you're around, they only realize when you're gone. It's kind of like a work situation, where if you ever leave your desk for a day, all of a sudden people are like, he's always not there. Well, he's... I'm I, I'm actually gone all the time. It's but, true. <laughs> well, here's the real problem too. If you start listening, let's say you started listening to the show two months ago, mm -hmm. right? They can still spend every day listening to us for quite a while. Now that there's the episode like a hundred of even just the free shit. Yep. Like you could just literally feel like you're hanging around every day, and then all of a sudden you hit that wall where you ran out of shows, or they started getting pretty bad back at around you know number thirty. Yeah, I, I would I would be just cruel enough to say maybe. Yeah, about thirty. I think after the after that, it's things started to get a lot better. Well, actually, it depends because some people say that we peaked around the early. Who part. says? Hmm? Says who? I have literally not read anyone that was saying I preferred the older days. No, oh, it's all I hear, man. I mean, maybe not from the <laughs> atheist side. Not the atheist side at all. Okay. Okay. So we haven't we haven't hit that level we of hatred. We haven't peaked yet. We haven't jumped the shark. We haven't jumped the shark. One hundred isn't jumping the shark. We're gonna try. <laughs> We're gonna try and jump that shark. I don't understand. This is the funny thing about that expression is I you, jumping the shark sounds awesome. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Jumping the shark should not be what it used to be. Well, I understand the jumping the shark in the context of a show that you took seriously. Like happy days. Oh yeah, I took that really seriously. It had important lessons of reality, including the fact that if you hit a jukebox, it will always play music. I learned that by watching Happy Days. Mm -hmm. Now there wasn't a uh, new Happy Days, like a new Degrassi High, where you know someone hits the uh, jukebox and it falls on top of them. Warning. <laughs> Well, they would ban all jukeboxes in that world, Indeed. and uh, there'd be no more happy days because one stupid teenager had to get himself killed, 
and now he's ruined the fun of everyone. Isn't that the fucking story of life? That's for another day. <laughs> That's a whole fucking conversation. Uh, what I want to say also about the necessity of this taking some time is that I didn't realize up until 100 uh, that I hadn't t- taken full stock of the show as it is. I mean, you do, I don't listen to my own shows. <laughs> it was only when I started saying, I need to seriously go back. And I went all the way back to about 50. I listened from 50 on. And that was a, that was a, like two weeks of intense listening. I've forgotten most of it. Which are, is, are you bored with yourself yet? Oh, I hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that maybe that was the worst part about it, is having to listen to me and want to make corrections to me. Maybe that's how some people feel, you know, where they're always cringing when they get something wrong and they're like, I wish you knew this. I appreciate those thoughts out there, everybody. I really want to have a complete set of knowledge about everything. I wish we knew things, too. Yeah. I'm working on it. God damn it, why I'm working on it. But I'm always so busy thinking about lots of shit, which is why I, I, I even started a new podcast in the interim of waiting to do episode 100 with Jeff. Started an entire podcast with him about something else that I just think about endlessly being video games and music and movies and i'm just like i gotta i gotta dump these somewhere (laughs) because uh, i think about those things too so unfortunately i have a very active mind uh only a certain amount of brain power and uh all i like to do is formulate opinions it's the educating myself part that i'm not too fond of no one is (laughs) okay fuck off no one really is it's a lot of work at least we wear our ignorance on our sleeves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wear it with some pride, well, saying, I, re- I don't know much about this, but here's my opinion on it anyways. I remember when you were first talking about you know, doing something special for episode 100, you were talking about the idea of maybe putting together all of the fuck-ups that we've ever made. And you know, even before that, we were mentioning maybe moving forward, we could have a section called You Fucked Up, which would be when people would write into us and tell us when we were stupid and wrong, and we could discuss it. And uh, throw it around, update our listeners, because I, I feel bad for anybody. I'm, you know, when you get those letters and they say, "Oh, I'm a dentist, I'm a pediatrician, I'm a teacher," I'm like, "Oh no, 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 no!" no. <laughs> Why are you listening Whoa. to me? This Whoa. is not cool. It's like, not oh, cool. I have a, I have a degree in Middle Eastern history. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> now you're gonna call me on my shit. Thanks a lot, teach. But, but I, I figure maybe these people can help out instead of just making me feel tiny and stupid. And they could write in and tell us whenever we get anything wrong, so we could update the listeners. And everybody can, can benefit. From the greater mind trust. Oh, I want you to feel this and feel this right now. And plus it'll you, be You, sir, are definitely not tiny. <laughs> just some kind of insinuating... I'm, I'm just... You said you didn't like feeling tiny and stupid. And I said that you were definitely not tiny. Oh, okay. You're it was a, I was... Uh, I was... Yeah, I was trying to hurt your feelings deliberately. Okay. I'm too dumb. Now you... Yeah, well... I just... Now I feel bad. It's kind of like making fun of the retard now. No one's gonna laugh... Because you didn't get it. And now I just look like a dick. Relax. It's all good. Now, uh, okay. Something else I wanted to mention. Because there's going to be a lot of this. There's going to be a lot of this mentioning is, This is things. the introspecticus. This is the introspecticus. If you are a new listener, do not listen to the show. Okay? Don't do it. Turn it off right now. You're not going to get it. You're going to be like, what the fuck's going on? Go and listen to... How many before back do you think they need to go? Ten. You yeah. We're, we're, we're not that complicated. No. By, by ten, you'll have a very familiar appreciation or uh, uh, hatred for us depending on how it goes but wait until you listen to this one because this show i really want to let you guys know what i think about my own show this is the this is and to share things that you think about 
the show mm-hmm. uh, and 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 comments that people have made, suggestions that people have made. This is not just a retrospective. By the end of this, I will be telling you what is the future of the good atheist. For all of you wondering what the fuck was going on, are you quitting and all this other kind of oh, stuff that yeah, I was hinting yeah, back yeah, at the last show. In the last show, you had a meltdown. I had a fucking, forgot about that. Yeah, and uh, and now the question on people's minds. The question that I get asked is, you know, obviously there's a, there's been a bit of paranoia. Where is the SS Good Atheist going? Right, and we're gonna have that we're gonna have that discussion. It is a long discussion, so uh, strap in, boys and girls. Here's uh, I'm I'm just gonna be laying down about two weeks solid of thinking on you. I'm just gonna splooge it out. So uh, if you have like something like two hours. You're in for a good time. Jake's the Han Solo. I'm the Chewbacca. We're going to take this Millennium Falcon and out-fucking-run the Death Star. Yeah, you've been waiting for this fucking show. And we're going to just pat it with some goodness. Because even when we're finished doing the show, we're going to be recording little gems and things like that. We're going to be practicing for some things that are going to be coming later. Daddy's cracking the whip. And the show's getting changed radically. Up next... We're going to be talking about one thing that insanely blew my mind, and it just... I have to talk about it now because it, it, it is a recent development here. It scares the shit out of me. Fan of the, there's a fan of the, of, the, of the show. His name is Umar. He lives in Pakistan. Now, he just came out to his religious parents. He had a fight with them. Now he is. Or did he came out as an atheist? Yes, he came out as an atheist. Okay, because we, them, do, we do have a lot of gay people who also oh, yeah, listen, yeah. and they end up coming out. So I just wanted to because I was no, like, no, oh, no, in it's, Pakistan it's, uh, come, It's like okay, you might want to be a couple thousand miles away when you come out. To <laughs> well, your look, it's on still it's still atheism in Pakistan. Okay, yeah, there's there there's specific laws against you know. I hear it's a hotbed slightly over it's, there. Uh, it's a little messed up. There's a couple of differing opinions. There there have been some opinions there. People, now I was I was I was thinking over the retrospective of the entirety of the three years that we've been doing this, man. Three fucking years. Can I just say how? What's the last time you did anything for three years in a row? I usually get fired from whatever I'm doing after about a year and a half. Right. Sounds about like my story. And you know what's funny? I think, uh, you know, fortunately, fortunately we, we've managed to, to get ourselves a good crowd and stuff like that. But I swear, half the people would be like, you're fired if they had the power. Or if they knew they could, you're going to be fired if you keep coming in late for work. Just like I used to get in, in real life. I'm sure there'd be people be like, you know, get you you're lucky you can't be fired, or you'd be fired. Oh my goodness! There's so much more love than that. Uh, I can't. I know, that's that's what I always tell my bosses. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm lovable and awesome in every other way. You're gonna complain because I'm a little bit inconsistent. Everybody freaks out about time, man. I don't know what it is about it. I think it's for for us. It's the only way that we can feel that we have control over things if we have control over time, because to some degree, people take control away from your time. The fact that I, I am unavailable from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. is a considerable amount of time that has been a drain. The reason I was freaking out about the fucking show was simply because I didn't have, and still don't, have enough time, at least I feel, to devote to thinking to merit having opinions that aren't complete completely stupid. Uh, you were you were a rich man as far as time went, and now you are a beggar. I'm a beggar of time. And it seems like every every single moment where I do catch myself having free time, I don't want to do anything. 
You're just like, no, this time is for recouping. Fuck off. And you're just, you know, this you can't tap into it. not thinking. Everybody has not thinking time. People come home from work they don't want to think. I understand. Well, I've been, yeah, I, I, that was the real luxury that, that I couldn't stop depriving myself of. And that's why I was starting to be like, I can't do all of these things that I want to do simultaneously. And that's a, that's a bit of a freak out when you're just like, I can't do it. I'm not awesome enough to do this. So that was the, basically, that was the kind of freak out saying like, I, you know, it, it was, it was essentially a loss of confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. And so, did you, were you born again in, in atheistic glory? Now you're talking about Papa's got a brand new bag. You're going to come out with a raging erection everyone can see and a, an ability to, to rock it out. My plumage, if you will. I, here's the thing. I want... It's not that I want to move beyond atheism. That's, I'm, I'm not talking about anything like that. But I've been really thinking about my book. Throughout this whole time, the original plan, why even this podcast exists. I mean, go back and listen to the first ones, if you dare, and listen to what I say. It's basically, I'm trying to write a book, and I want to talk about some of my opinions, and hopefully, you know, I can have enough opinions by the end of it, I can have a a book. I'm like, of course, if I just transcribed most of the stuff that I said, I could have a book. I wouldn't read it. Uh, mostly because I go back and listen to some of my old thoughts. I'm like, nah, this is, this is too old. You think differently now. <laughs> you would be embarrassed reading your old thoughts. No good. Your, your thoughts are still evolving. I don't want a book while the thought is evolving. But I feel at least to some degree that I have reached uh, n- not, a, not a plateau in the way that I think, but a, a new understanding about how even the, the, where the appeal of this show comes from. Well, what's, uh, you going to give us a little preview there? Okay, well, let me give you let me give you an idea. I want the book, the the holy shit, I'm an ape. That that's the name of the lecture I did in North Carolina. I picked that title just because I had to pick a title. I had like thirty seconds to do it. I was just like, uh, you're really, you're really selling up the depth of this title of the book. I mean, first of all, this it's a it's a the story will explain everything. Fucker. <laughs> what, not, my job is is it's like yeah, that yeah. Mupp- those Muppets that sit up on the. Uh, I know the, you have similar eyebrows to one of them, the eagle one. You look a bit like the eagle Muppet, a noble eagle. Whatever, a grumpy eagle. He was a grumpy eagle. Even right now, as you drink that 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 beer, it uh, you looked like the eagle with the beak. Wah wah! I'm the grumpy eagle. <laughs> Anyways, so I had admittedly picked the title. I mean, even before I had chosen what the lecture was going to be about. Uh, it's your first lecture. You can't just, here are the topics that I want to talk about. You're just, I, this is the first shot. I'm just going to fucking go out there. I'm just going to try to make one. Uh, and I always work better when I work backwards, where I figure out the end, and then I just work back from there. And I'm just, I, all the thoughts of how I got there were present. I just need to unravel them so that they make sense to everybody else. That seems simple in my brain. I'm like, I've thought about this shit. Now I just need to lay it out. So I called it Holy Shit, I'm an Ape. But the, the, the reason I called it that was because at the time I was thinking a lot about changing my perspective of looking through the lens of the universe through the eyes of an ape rather than the eyes of some, uh, I, I, I want to say, egotistical, delusional animal. One that does not accept the very fact of nature that he is an animal like any other animal. Like we, we, there are certain assumptions and hubris we make about uh, 
who we are, that I have decided to kind of break down. And what I want the book to be, the holy shit I'm an ape, is essentially I want to explain my perspective of not only that, but what, through those eyes, I've observed and what my opinions have been of of thinking about things like uh, death from the eyes of an ape or thinking about religion from the eyes of an ape. This is more where I want to go. Now, the thing is, that's part of what I want the bonus show to be. I don't want to change fundamentally the way that the good atheist operates. I think that the shows are fun and they're cool and we just talk about things that are happening. People want to stay somewhat informed. The news element of the, of the free show, I think, works and it doesn't need a huge change. It's in the bonus show that we need to experiment more. And that's what I want to start doing. And, I, and that stuff plays into the book that I'm writing. Either thoughts that I want to share with you guys or things that I want you to share with me. Ideas that you want me to explore, to think about, too. You know, it's not complete. The book is not done. The book is forming in my mind. But part of it means that I want you guys to help form my mind, too. That's what's cool about it. You're, that, and, and, and that's why I think it's fitting that it's a bonus show thing. Because you don't just pay when you buy the bonus show for shows. I'm asking you for your patronage. I'm asking you for your fucking support. I'm asking you for money to think. To produce cool shit that you guys are going to love. That's what I want to fucking do. But I want to do a better job at enticing you to do it. And I realized that I just I didn't do that very well. I just thought, oh, I'll just repeat the show, the bonus show. Because we, ne- we didn't have a lot of time to think about it, right? When we were setting up the freemium system, honestly. All of this is flying by the seat of our asses. It's so fucking, so much so. Like, there is no plan. We're just, we're trying to make it work. But we're idiots to, to, to a large degree. Uh, we're not business geniuses. We're no Warren Buffett, okay? But, we, you know, we're trying. We're trying. The most important thing, I think, for us is sometimes to just put ourselves in a bit challenging positions. We always do well when we challenge ourselves, but we just get so scared of losing everything that we've already built that we stick to old routines. And I'm like, sometimes you've got to experiment. You've got to work a little bit outside of that, your comfort zone and, you know, some of the things that we might do might totally suck, <laughs> which is why it's so great that only a select few get to hear it. Only a select few get the honor of paying for the stuff that really sucks. Yep. Ah, you know what? The good thing about it is if, if you could you could say this is baseball. You know, in baseball, a really good hitting average is like .3 above that. Yeah. Right? Like a third of the time you actually get you, – you, you hit it and get onto the base. Well, I figure we're probably batting, I don't know, probably like .7, .8. I'd say only about 20% of our stuff is garbage. I think we can keep around that. <laughs> That's a that. fair number. I mean, uh, imagine if evolution was that efficient, where only 20% of the things that it produced was garbage, rather than like 99.9% fucking wasteful. <laughs> so yeah, there are going to be changes. I'm going to be talking about that throughout the whole fucking show. Um, here's a couple things. Now, did you, did you go back and you listen to any of the old shows? Did you do any homework? Uh, I wasn't told to, so I did not. Okay. Well, you knew there was a 100 coming up, though. Yeah, but you didn't tell me anything about it. Well, I had mentioned it, but I guess you forgot about it. It's no, no big deal. No, no, you, I mean, you, you remember I, I was saying that before you were talking about, you know, 100 was coming up, and maybe we could do this thing about our biggest mistakes and this and that. And but Well, I, I had been talking about 100 for uh, longer than that, of suggesting that, well, you know, we've got this many hours of, of shows that we've produced... 
we 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 were talking about before of having to go over and, and fix some of those because we put copyrighted songs and That's we don't want to get raped. Guilt. Admission of guilt. We don't want to get raped. No, well, the whole thing is we're just saying like we we have to do something about it. The real honest, like the real fuckery of it is, is if we if we fix it, we're gonna lose shit. And uh, this this is something that upsets me. Uh, the reason I've not done this is because I'm very resentful of the way that copyright works. I would do an entire fucking show about it if I could share my fucking thoughts about that. But, you know, the honest truth is we have to just play by the rules because we're forced to play by those rules. We don't get the option. Yep. Nowadays, uh, it's not so much that you have to worry about the government stepping in and wrecking your shit. It's some kind of corporation deciding they don't like what you're doing and deciding to nail you to a cross. Yeah. To fucking sacrifice crucify you. Yeah, to crucify you. I could I could say there are no copyright laws to good atheists, for instance, uh, and just say anyone is free to distribute and, and copy that and say in exchange I would like to have the same right. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't work like that. It does not. It does you you can't play by any rules that you find are is, is reasonable. You have to play by the rules that are already there. The choice is not yours. People have decided that without their model, nothing will work. And therefore, that model needs to be enforced. And I always have this sort of like, uh, maybe it's this objectionable part of me. Maybe this is the part where everyone says maybe you are slightly libertarian, is that I'm very distrustful of any idea that is so right but requires it to be enforced so strongly. You know, I'm kind of dubious. I feel very that this is a dubious idea. Like if, you're, if you were to ask me, what is the difference? One ideology where you don't need to enforce much and it works or one where you have to enforce it a lot and it works. Which is the preferable one? Hmm, let me think about that one. Don't like authority. I especially don't like authority when it's sort of, uh, you know, you can't opt out of it. <laughs> I, think, I think that all systems of authority should be based on opting out. <laughs> Say, I don't want to play by the copyright rules, but I will not be subject to them well, either. You know, to a certain degree, we have uh, zones in the world where you can go and be free of all sorts of uh, different things. Oh, I'm sure they're very livable. Let me fucking <laughs> go there. It's like, yeah, I accept that contract. I'm bitter about it, but I do it because I enjoy uh, luxuries. Luxuries that uh, are very restrictive society allows. Yeah. And it's not as restrictive as it could be in other places. So I accept this level of restriction but I'm bitter about it. Fucking wake up and smell the bitter coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to read a couple of things that people have said? I, I had asked people to uh, say what what were their favorite or least favorite moments of Good Atheist. I was kind of hoping in a lazy way to not have to go back and try to get audio clips of the show because, again, there's like a hundred shows, man. <laughs> I'm already stressed for time. I was like, please, everybody. And I had a few. I had a few offers for people being like, "Yeah, I'm going to work on something," and then mm-hmm. uh, they can't do it, or they're just like, "It's not going to be ready in time." Yeah, <laughs> living the same problem that I have. I'm saying, "Well, now imagine trying to produce a show." <laughs> well, how about this? Uh, how about you know we'll intersperse uh, your talks on the good atheist and its theology with questions. And I got a question here from Carrie. Okay. We're uh, mixing it. We're mixing it up. Yeah, and she she says uh, she wants to know what we think about all the kowtowing, 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 kowtowing Obama does to the religious community. Okay, well, uh, I, I suppose if we can just well, let's go on this tangent. I would say that I've hated it from day one. 
Uh, and and it's the same reason why I realize that I'm not a big Obama fan anymore. You're, oh, for God's no, sake. No, listen to me. Just listen to me. It, it's 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 only because – and I'm not going to say that I hate him. I'm, I'm nowhere near that. And, I'm, I'm, and I accept the fact that he is the lesser of two evils. But I've just realized that he's, he's far better at politics than he is at making decisions. And I'm, I'm just going to say the one thing that I promised that I wouldn't fucking talk about, but I just can't stop thinking about it, is the BP oils bill. And, and so many other countless other issues where he's always trying to play centrist when it's just not working. Centrist position, positioning is not working. When you decide that you're going to appeal to a religious base by essentially, uh, again, kowtowing or whatever it's fucking pronounced. Yeah, this is a word that, really, that we, we love. I love yeah, I the love word. I love, how, I love how I can't pronounce this motherfucker But it's right. just we've never heard anybody say it out loud. It's one of those, one of those endangered words. It is very endangered. No, we did, we just, we I just, don't want to say that. I'm taking it out back. I'm taking the shotgun. I'm like, nope, I don't like the way you look. I think that you were an aberration of words. Kablamo! I want to blow away this word. I like with it. With a shotgun. I like it. I just wish I knew how to You want to bring it. it back? Okay, well, you can take care of it. I'll put it in my but pocket. But if it starts shitting on my fucking bed and all this other kind of thing, it's dead. Cool. I'm going to kill it. You're going to keep it next to Hyperbowl. <laughs> <laughs> and the colonel. And the, yeah, colonel. I, I used to call uh, corpse, army corpse. Yeah, that was I my was, thing. I, I was guilty of that, too. It, it's, I read everything before any. No one talked to me about it. It was very sad. I think that's why people maybe listen to these radio shows too, because they have no one to listen, rant on and on about religion. Well, what, there's a so but there's a fan to, of the site who was just saying that we the reason they like the show is that we're their the ointment to their religious rash. I thought that was a great line. Mm. I can definitely appreciate, especially with you know I was talking about again at the beginning of the show, right? Umar living in Pakistan. Literally no one to talk to about his atheism. Yeah. He's tried to reach out quite a bit. And, you know, I haven't shut him down or, th- or, or that. But I, have, I, I feel bad because I'm, you know, I'm at work and he tries to talk to me. And I just can't. I'm really busy. Uh, they, they, they don't let me talk a lot at MSN at work. Mm. So I feel bad because, you know, I wish I could really help out more. My suggestion was saying, like, look, go on Atheist Nexus or, or that kind of thing. Find a support, especially especially after coming out to your, your parents. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. People go crazy over their religious beliefs, especially and when their children don't share them. Like, you don't understand, man. They, in their minds, in their minds, you are doomed to hell. They have failed at raising you in their eyes. And now that puts you in, in even... You know, there's that fear. You know, that fear gripped me a little, saying, "Well, how does a parent see that like you're, you're not about to get kidnapped and fucking rehabilitated?" Yeah, you, and is that a best case scenario? You know, you get afraid. You read the Old Testament. What do they say to do to people who try to lure you away from uh, their god or towards their gods? They're very clear about it. They're like, stone these people. Kill them, even if they are your brothers or your siblings or your children. They're very fucking clear. Do not let anyone convince you that this shit ain't real. That's a very scary proposition in countries where they're like, yeah, that's right. Don't let anybody do that. Now, here's the law to help us make sure that that's being followed. So, I mean, I have, I have my fears for him. I do. I feel partly responsible. And, you know, it was one of those things where, again, looking at the perspective of what the fuck is this podcast, taking for granted the fact that I just hit record, put my, fu- my fucking voice out there, and forget about it. 
And that's all I do. That's what I've done, everybody. I've forgotten about everything I've ever said. I've forgotten more about what I've said than I can still cram back in my head. There's so much shit, dude. I mean, not just a hundred of these shows, almost, almost 60 bonus shows as well. Mm. And you're just like, oh my God, how many thoughts of yours is that recorded? And you're just like, I've forgotten more than I can possibly remember. And then you have to remember that there are certain consequences to what you say. You are altering people's perceptions in some way. How many people fucking messaged us saying, you have significantly changed the way that I look at the world. And you're just like, whoa, what's going on here? I just hit record and I put it out there. Well, we just embolden their atheistic spirit. Usually it's a good thing, except in situations where you could get fired, killed, stoned, set on fire. Numerous things for your atheism. And you know what? I don't want to take the perspective of being so callous as saying that these things don't affect me in some way. Where I do have those fears. Am I putting people in danger? Am I ruining their fucking lives by emboldening well, I, them? I have told you, you. You've spoken to some... Uh, like, you've gotten in touch with a bunch of atheistic people and you've struck up friendships with a lot of them. And, and every so often, I have to remind you, don't lead this person down the path of extremism because it won't be good for them. <laughs> I know. I have to be so careful. I have that capacity in me. Definitely. I mean, since I was a kid, everybody always joked that I could start my own cult. I'm still waiting for it. Shut your mouth. It's going to happen. I think the safest thing ever was being what an was atheist that pro- because pro- you can't start an atheist cult. What? It's no, the yeah, stupidest yeah, thing in the world. Sure you can't. Tell the Chinese that, Jacob. <laughs> First of all, they're, uh, they believe in ancestral worship, so mm. yeah. That's not really atheism. What was your what was uh, what was the name of that cult you were working on? Project what? Project Habitat. What pro- okay, thanks a lot. I'm just bringing it up. You're a just, dick. Just, face. just reminding you of the fact that you've already laid out. It's like, not a cult. Blueprints. It's not a cult. It's just a commune where everybody with like-minded ideas. No, comes it's from. not a. It's not a separate commune. It's a design for how communes can work. I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm just laying out the specs. And you all can go do it. Sounds like a cult to me. But I'm not... There's no leader. Anyway, let, let, let's bring it back because we were mentioning Obama. Now and you give we... me a bad reputation. Do I have to edit this out? I hate you so much. Or are you going to edit out everything negative I say about you? Wah, wah. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the new next is you know what, brought to you by censorship. Well, this is why I've been going back and listening to the shows. And I'm like, wow, anybody that... If the world significantly changes and theism gets back into in control and they say, you know... And for most of the history of humanity, it's been illegal... You know, and not just in the way of saying, like, oh, we're going to slap you in the wrist and throw you in jail. No, we're going to kill you, motherfucker. You're dead, you non-believer. Thank God it is not 1870. Uh, well, I mean, even even back then we would probably have been, you know, ruined and, uh, but not necessarily killed. There's still, this is still the Enlightenment era around the 1870s. I don't know. I think if we went around saying, fuck God and Jesus is a cocksucker, I, I do think that people would probably end up killing us. I think that you probably heard that a lot more than you think you would all the time, especially considering when you yeah, look at so the rates of, of religiosity in the yeah. States, they've mm-hmm. only gone up. It used to be no big deal. There, I think that early on, the church attendance was like 30%. 30% in like the 1800s fucking pathetic and people used to say that shit all the time now the thing is you wouldn't say that to a priest but everybody always had real conversations what you think we're just being real now no you you go somewhere you get a few drinks in you you'll say whatever the fuck you think it's the people who stand up on the pulpit 
and say it that are the ones that get burnt. Yeah, fine. Nobody's going to say that shit publicly. That's always how it is, right? I'm not going to speak my mind because if I do, people are going to be uncomfortable about it or I may even be threatened. Again, we're just talking about the same fear that I have of saying, am I making you motherfuckers bolder and therefore in, in, in sort of a potentially worse position than, you've, than you could be? It does kind of weigh on my uh, heart a little bit, but I try to look at it from the other perspective as well. You know, you just, it's the balancing act of saying if it's true that I could potentially harm someone by making them really believe <laughs> that they could tell others or they could be open about their atheism without any consequences. Uh, on the flip side, you realize that. A lot of people, or at least I hope the majority of people who actually end up doing it, do it where it, it won't ruin their lives. Yeah, where they recognize that there are, in fact, con consequences. We live up in Canada in a very, you know... Very secular province. Very, very, very relaxed. You can do whatever you want. and In other places, you'll get fired and this and that. So just keep in mind, just keep in mind, we're, sit we're sitting up here on our, in our protected little place. Yeah, you can't, you can't take my experiences... And translate them to yours necessarily. You have to be wiser. Does this make you a, a, a chicken hawk of an atheist? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> not at all. But I just want to. I just want to put it out there that there, there. You know, these are things I think about. These are things that do kind of tend to bother me a little bit. And and if a person says, "What is the thing that you worry about the most?" or "Why? What would be a reason why you would quit?" and you're just like, "I am afraid." Of, you know, you sometimes get afraid of the things that you say. Hmm. You don't think it's possible? I mean, like, l go back and listen, man. Like, you know, you you become afraid. It's like, what if other people believe or or don't really think critically about what I'm saying? You know, it, this is still a comedy show. This is just still only my thoughts, unfiltered. May, may I add? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk about that Obama thing because I still haven't put in my two cents on that. Oh yeah. No, I, I do want you, your two cents on Obama for sure because you're still a nut hugger. Well, here's Fucker. my whole my whole point about it is I don't care that he's religious, so I don't really see it as cowtowing. Yeah, yeah, but when you give money to when you give money to religious organizations, okay, mm -hmm. in a clear violation well, of the separation are, are of church you, are and you state. Saying, be, be, are you saying because the U.S. government still? allows religious organizations to get money like it has for the past couple hundred years, Obama's a failure as a president, and he doesn't live up to these atheistic ideals they're that you have. They're not atheistic ideals. They're just, if you're going to say that you're, you're following a particular, uh, I don't want to say mandate, but if you're saying, I want what respect, was, was he's a mandate? constitutional scholar, yes. okay? I want to see some actual scholarship here in the fucking decisions that he's making. You know, you can't bring up... I, I'm sorry, you know, I've... I've I, at this point, with when people talking about the Constitution in relation to, to the America and religion, I've kind of come to that conclusion that the separation of church and state has always been just about all Christian religions getting an even kick at the can, and that's how it's always been applied, and it's it, it's great. It's a great foot in the door for us atheists, and we're able to twist that nipple until it fucking turns black on these religious people and be like, neener, neener, but that, it's always been just about all Christian, well, even before, the Catholics no way, were the dude. ones getting the screws. It was always about Protestant religions in America. That's how, No, that is just how it was sold. The real design behind it, if you look at really every framer 
or almost every framework, except for I think John Adams, who I think it, it, it might be him or, or John Hancock or, or no, not John Adams, Samuel Adams or whichever. Anyways, there was a f- most of them product of the Enlightenment, uh, Enlightenment age, and and followers of like Hume and, and those kinds of philosophers who basically you know these are these are the secularists, these are the people that are saying there are serious questions to be had regarding the role of religion in government. Mm-hmm. Okay, the honest question of the Enlightenment was, we have to stop yeah, but this. Wait, are you going to are you going to pay attention to what their mind frame no, was no, 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 through no, that you, or are you going to pay attention to how it was applied? It do, no, no, no. The, the the truth of the matter is you have to look if you really found your country on that principle of saying the people who drafted this, the who thought of this had a very clear mandate of saying that the problem in England was due not only to the uh, supremacy of the monarchy, but also the fact that the monarchy was controlled religion. Like, you know, the head of state king was the head of, like, the religious order. That was the, that was the fucking brilliant thing about saying the Church of England, we're, com- we're combining government and uh, religion together formally at last. Uh, there's obviously going to be a huge pushback against that. The Constitution is very fucking clear as to how, where the influences come from. The drafters, Thomas Jefferson, for instance, huge, hugely influenced by Hume, all just the, the Enlightenment. I mean, to just say, oh, well, it, all the people who sort of believed in that were really more concerned with their how their religious uh, rights were being infringed. I'm like, it got sold along that lines because, of course, it makes sense. It's not an exclusionary idea. That's what's so fucking brilliant about it. You come up with an idea that says there is no supremacy of ideas there is merely a marketplace of them that's the fundamental idea behind it when you say no there is a supremacy of an idea and that idea is god and now therefore listen to me who speaks through him now you have a fucking problem so while every other religious douchebag was worried about another supremacy taking over they obviously recognize the advantage in secularism. Now, fast forward to today, where they realize now that that advantage of having sort of an open society, of having free speech and all these other kinds of things, lead people away from their bullshit. Now the fear grips them that we have to put in a system and an authority to tell people what they need to believe. We need to push back against this non-religious uh, trend that occurs and that is supported from this document, and we need to move back to a I time where there is no separation. And what you're saying that that Obama is somehow involved in this? I'm because saying that number one, he's again, a constitutional. Because again, the U.S. government is giving some funds to religious organizations. No, I'm saying from the perspective, if I if I look at him and his resume, particularly as a constitutional scholar, I find that either a he is disingenuous which is what I think he is, and trying to be political, which I don't fucking appreciate, and two, I think it sets even the worst of possible precedences like regarding this, that it's not just something that you're witnessing, oh, this is a, this is a small bit. He increased funding. He didn't just continue it. He increased it from what Bush was giving. It was a clear political move to show, hey, I'm still on your side, religious right. I'm cool. It's that pandering. It's why they use that word that we can't pronounce well. Okay? And that's, that's where that profound disappointment is, is at. And I'm not, I'm not willing to fucking sweep that shit on the rug and say, oh, well, all these other things I'm pleased about, which I'm not still. I'm not really pleased about all these other things. You're saying they're an improvement. Sure. Fine. I don't think that they're in the improvements in the right direction. Honestly, I don't. Well, you know what? They're the improvements that are, ca- that are possible 
in the current system that are possible if you continue to try to play centrist. That's just that's that's what you can expect. You will win if you play centrist. Everyone else will lose because those no one's going to get along when you aim for the middle. All you get is mediocrity. You get n- nothing happens. Nothing moves forward. Nothing significant. Nothing significant happens. And I'm just saying, look, look, you have a chance at, you have a crack at the fucking wheel. Toss it on the left a little bit, huh? We're sick and tired of centrism. Nothing's happening. The right pulls too hard. We need to stir a little left because they're keep they're they're like a powerful anchor of awful poisonous ideas personally i'm just happy that it's not like bush where every single time he talks about another foreign nation he's like evil satan uh, bah, sure the rhetoric yeah the rhetoric is definitely improved i you know the, the the first time i remember barack obama talking about god was when he was like oil spills fucked up time to pray to god <laughs> <laughs> but again i think that's that's uh cowtowing <laughs> oh no he's the president is playing politics heaven forbid it was completely unnecessary, and, and even the religious right saw th- right through it. Like, they can perceive that. They know. Oh, they, they smell their own. You don't think they smell their own? They fucking do. They're like, you're not a fundy like us. We don't trust when you use the word God. And I'm like, don't even try, dog. Anytime you even try, I, I they're draw, just going to make you look stupid yeah, Let me draw a Venn diagram for you, because there's the religious, the religious fundamentalists... And, uh, I, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of religious people that don't sit in that fundamentalist side who aren't going to be as cynical about Barack Obama just saying, hey, God, we're fucked, help out. And, you know, I thought it was sad because, really, it doesn't send a good message I just to keep, the all I, all I do, well, It's not just that. It's <laughs> just, kind just of like, the, it's, it's like, like oh, well, I'm not doing anything about this. I'm not doing anything about this. So I'm just going to fucking let it happen. I'm gonna pray for it to stop. Do you know what I mean? Like this is this is still this is the pandering. This is the pandering. It's there's no responsibility. It's like as soon as a fucking challenge is brought forward, I'm gonna pray to God. This is the problem. Okay, well, so that was Carrie's question. I think we uh, damn we fucked that bitch for a long time. The question, not of course, the, not the questioner. I would have said that if it was a guy or a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, let's keep loving it a long time. What what are, what are some other pe- things that people have said? Well, I, you know, I had that one prepared, but uh, I don't have a second one lined up. <laughs> How about the fact that uh, here, here's a weird one? Well, Daniel McVeigh was very happy about. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. Uh, I think it was Alicia Trinidad. Yeah, she was talking about how she how how she loved when we loved abortion. Oh yeah, the, because uh, we we've never we've never hidden the fact that we love them. We fucking love abortions. We had a, we think remember they the be abortion all the time to everybody, no matter what the situation, because they they're illegal. They're fine. They should just be anything that gets thrown up to, to get in the way of people having abortions. I think is just complete bullshit. And we've never never been abashed about our complete utter love for killing babies. I think the abortion van joke is still probably something that people <laughs> talk about. Well, we just mentioned going around in a van and be like, come on in! We're providing free abortions for everybody. Not the most high-tech abortions, but abortions nonetheless. What was it on our other show? Somebody asked if if uh, the Plan B pill was free here. And my, my response to that question was saying, don't let the Plan B pill be your Plan B. Okay? Make well, that it, your Plan B. I, I think it's, you know, the name was 
aptly chosen. As oh yeah, plan yeah, D. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if it was called Plan D, would anybody but, use it? Mm, it's, well, it's good marketing. I, I just want to put it out there that you know the reason that I'm so pro-abortion is just because when you look at the scientific facts behind you know where you're going to draw that line for when something is a human and when it's just a bunch of cells anti-abortion people are fucking nuts they take it in a religious fashion and they just bring it all the way back to the point of conception which is insanity are you not tired of everybody putting the embryo on the pedestal you know the thing that every time if you hear a friend say oh uh, my, my sister's pregnant I, I always ask this basic question. How many months is she in? Oh, the first couple weeks? Let's not everybody get psyched. Okay? Wait a little bit. There's a, there's a kind of a time period where a significant portion of that's, that's, I, pregnancies I, I, end in spontaneous abortions. I do just want to point out that that's a pretty downer. It's not a downer. Look, I'm just trying to get people to be prepared for it. A friend says, hey, my girlfriend's pregnant. You're like, how far along? Because this probably just sells. Yeah, okay. That's... Does that sound like me? I think I'm a little bit more cheery than that. Eh, it does kind of sound like you, tell, truth be told. Do you want me to just go through a mock conversation and I can just show you how I do it? Sure. Okay. Let's hey, let's do play acting. Hey, Jake, I'm pregnant. First of all, what a wonder of science. <laughs> See, that's, that's what I mean. See, there again, you're getting all hobnobby about the scientific... You could have just, you could have just said, my girlfriend's pregnant. Why do you say I'm pregnant? Again, you're just getting in... See... This this is not proving your point, my friend. I'm just you trying want to try to, it again. Try it again. I'm this trying to have a good improv thing, and you're just throwing these weird uh, "I'm pregnant" thing, and you're just like, <laughs> "This is an, in an improv moment." Yeah, I'm just going to go with the fact that a man is pregnant. So that's your fault. Okay. You want me to take try again? take two? Okay. Boop. Hey Jake, my mom's pregnant. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Call the doctor. It's it's going to be all deformed. <laughs> Why are you giving me these weird examples? Why hey, can't it be improv, a future... Man, what? Curveballs are no good for you? No! In this improv world, do you not even have a girlfriend that's pregnant? No, it's You make me sad. far away in my mind, man. Fuck! No. It's like a distant shore I look at. Blue skies over there. <laughs> he doesn't even want... To, you, you didn't even want to talk about it or play act the possibility of that. It makes my, me kind of sad. My penis gets sad when I think about girlfriends <laughs> that could be... Can I just say that one of the things that I want to offer as uh, benefits of membership is that uh, for all you ladies that Ryan will have sex with you. Benefits of membership, everybody. Uh, just laying just, it out there. Benefits of membership being that I can afford to take a girl out on a date that isn't at McDonald's. <laughs> no, no, not, not a McDonald's, like a McDougal's. <laughs> Some kind of knockoff. McDonald's is too expensive for the kind of money we make mm -hmm. so uh yes i guess i suppose at the end of the day we have a certain uh appreciation for women's right to choose i guess mm -hmm. but i, I just want to say that folks can we all kind of get over this whole abortion thing i know that uh one of the one of the things that i've just gotten from a lot of female listeners is saying like finally somebody gets to make joke of it like uh, there are there are some girls. And I shit you not. I shit you not. That use abortion. They, they will fake having to have an abortion to scam you out of money. What? Yeah, they'll they'll they'll. This no, is they'll a regular scam. They tell they'll tell you they need an abortion and they need five hundred dollars from you. Is that how much an abortion costs in America? I have no idea, but this scam happens in Canada, even though abortions don't cost anything. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but they'll still pull it. This, this shit happens all the time. There, there's, there's even a warning about fraud 
specifically about abortion. Uh-huh. When you just sort of like, hey, what are all the ways if you go to one of those, you know, police, here are some helpful tips to not get scammed. Yeah, there's like, there's that fucking don't get scammed by a chick asking you for money for an abortion that you have a fucking one night stand with. Hmm. So it is, it's a scam. And it's just, it can, it's a scam precisely because we treat that shit with like eggshells. No one would question Oh, wait, wait a minute, I want proof that you need an abortion. It's fucking perfect, right? It is so such delicate territory, and there's lots of people that make way too fucking big a deal about it. And they know that it's not as big a deal. I'm not saying it's like that for everybody. I'm not saying that in general abortion is not a fucking big deal. I'm saying we need to start getting a little bit over this. Stop crying me a motherfucking river all the time. About the unborn children. Yeah. All the unborn children. What about the children that are actually alive right now starving to death? Can we actually have a fucking adult conversation about that shit before everybody goes, the unborn children. What, the ones that will be born and will starve to death and suffer? Yeah, what about those? It's a real high priority that all of the 16-year-olds that are getting pregnant in America right now need to give birth to those children. They are important. They're going to do things with their lives. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be robbing your grocery stores. (laughs) Their justification for more police and more people working correctional There you go. There you go. Keep locking your people in jail. Not everybody who was born of a 16-year-old mother is going to go that way. No, I admit that. That's definitely true. I don't want to paint with that broad of a brush. But for fuck's sakes, we are not an educational program. Okay? It's true. You didn't tune in to say, oh, I missed my uh, History 40105 uh, course. Uh, I'm going to listen to The Good Atheist. You're a fool. Oh, check this out. Someone who agrees with us. Easy Nuts is saying that he loves it whenever we bring up the fact that, that we you know don't research. We're like, more research needed. I can't. I love that. Every single time we, we bring up a topic. Because this is... This is something that happens a lot in the show that, that I think... I'm not sure if, if people think about it and realize is that we start off a show usually, usually with, with, you know, two links. You'll send me two links, I'll read the article, and then from there we'll spin off and we'll talk about 50 things throughout a show. And maybe we, we read about something about it last week. Yesterday, or maybe two years ago. And this is where it starts to get a little bit tricky. Things get hairy. Because, I mean, you, you're you're lucky. You're a fucking... Everything that you read, you maintain. But for me, a week after I've read it, I could read it again. It's like I, it's like I never read it before. I've got a... My brain is like a sieve. <laughs> I, I, I don't it's know. Great. It's great I think for it's entertainment be- value. I okay. swear, I've read the same books like five or six times over. I enjoy them more every time. I suppose that the, that's the lining... Silver lining in uh, in that. So I'm I'm happy that you found something to be positive about. I would go nuts if I was like that. I would just, oh my goodness, not being able to retain anything. That's my pressure. I want to just try to retain as much as I possibly can, which is why I have absolutely no memories of my childhood, my adolescence, even uh, some parts of my adult life. They're oh, gone. Know, They're just gone. I wanted to uh, suggest this to you off air, but I figure I'll do it to you now because I don't want to forget. Yeah. You should start a diary. Like a, like an online, locked up, private, no one can see it but you diary. Because that's a good way of putting all your shit in order, I swear. And I, I, listeners as well, I encourage you to think about doing this. Because I found a, an online diary that I had done, that I had started like five years ago. And I kept up with for a year. And I went back and I reread that. And it was like being five years younger. I got to relive that whole thing. All the ups and downs, the wildness, the craziness, everything that I was up to. Lots of stuff you read and you're like, who the hell is this person? 
Very interesting. Yes, yeah, so, I, su- I suppose considering how often I have such drastic changes in my personality, it would probably have been wise to do that earlier. Yeah. Not only will it help you put your past day into order and and figure out what was important about what happened on every day and all the important thoughts that you have, but it will also allow you to consider what you wish you had gotten done and help prepare you for the next day, man. But I worry about the same thing that happened when I try to go over and review everything that I had written, or uh, sorry, written and then also said throughout the three years of doing The Good Atheist. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's too much stuff. There's so much stuff, man. There's a significant pile. There's a pile. I mean, and I'm still trying to produce new stuff. I can't even go back and fucking... There's no time. I suppose, you know what? I'm going to look forward to old age when I stop being productive. And I can just I literally go back and actually enjoy this. But as it stood now, it feels like work to review it. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's just... I look at it more from the perspective of saying, I could write this and I'll never go back and read it. And that's a stupid thought. I mean, I'm 30 fucking years old. Hopefully, I'll live till about 70. There's no way I'm going to continue to have in, informative and fun thoughts for the next 40 years. Why, you think you're going to go fuddy-duddy? I don't know. I think I'm just going to go brain-lazy or something. Something's going to happen. I don't know. You, you pop out a kid, and all of a sudden, as much as the work that I have now takes time away from me being able to think, what the hell would an addition of a kid uh, add to that? You're like, forget about any... F- fucking free time to just hammer out thoughts i don't buy it look everybody that's worried about you know as you get older you get duller and stuff like that that's only if you subscribe to how society tells you you need to think i mean how many times have you felt as an adult holy shit i'm just a stupid teenager in an adult's body and i'm still a moron and i still have all these crazy thoughts i realized that parents are full of shit not the way that kids oh parents are full of shit i just mean in that they all feel just as young and stupid they just hide it from us you don't have to worry about getting more fuddy-duddy unless you stop being interested in life and just go about your life in that dead way that society seems to say is the best way to do it i suppose i don't know i guess i just i don't want to overwhelm myself with just shit that i produce i mean there's already so much i I always worry about how much i put on my plate yeah, it but, just keeps going up and up and up, and I'm like, I can't possibly maintain this degree, can I? I mean, I really want to. I I suppose that's the whole thing too. What I thought about good atheists is that to some degree, I couldn't quite see the light at the end of the rainbow. Really, how is it? How, how am I going to pull this off? Mm-hmm. You know, every every other or almost every other podcast that you listen to, dear listener, is probably being supported through other means. Well, I mean, all the big ones, all the big ones. You know, the ones that have sort of multiple guests and all that shit. They are they have affiliations. They are either part of, like, larger groups and they have support networks or whatever. We started by hitting record, putting it out there, and we have never done anything since but do that. And, and you know, we, we realize that we just... That's we're, not well, how we I mean, we're, we're blessed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. But Mighty for the, is for he. For the fact that, uh, that, once again, we just did a podcast and people listened to it. I mean, we don't know where these thousands of people came from. No, and, and how can you put that in perspective? I really can't. I can't put it in perspective. It has now reached a level that is large enough that if there's 5,000 people that listen to this, one, of our, one of our shows, one of the last shows, how, how the fuck am I supposed to understand how many people that is that are listening to this right now? 5,000 people. And it could, it could get so much larger than this, and already you're at a point where you're like, huh? 
How many is that? Can I really picture what a room would be like if all of you fucking fans were there hanging out? And what would that be like if all of a sudden you guys were reacting to what I was saying? I mean, I would probably lose my mind, right? I would, I would finally maybe get it. Mm. What is the whole point of this? Because that's, that was the big fucking question. I mean, I hear from maybe a tiny handful of you guys that listen. Tiny fucking, just minuscule. Even though we're, this is the, you know, this is the internet, anyone can literally fucking talk to me if they want to. But it's still just a small percentage. Uh, and still then, it is, it is beyond my capacity as a monkey to get it. I just don't get it. it 5,000, I can imagine maybe 30 people in a room. You know, just if I because I have to picture them and all this other kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, it's hard. There's a lot of processing power that goes into this. Yep. But five thousand? Could you imagine just five thousand individuals, each with their own lives, their own fucking stories, their own likes and dislikes about even maybe the show? You know, their own personal opinions and all this other kind of thing. The stuff they'd say. You guys could really be better if you did this. Or oh, I really like this, but you know, that you'll never get to fucking hear. Mm. Just all these. The, 5,000 of these types of opinions. It just blows my mind. Okay, let's, let's go back to the comments. Uh, we got Ace here. He, number one, he says, you guys really need to work out how to pronounce shit before you decide to go on air. We tried. We tried with cowtowing. Yeah, we, we went to like the dictionary thing. We just tried to play And we it. don't know if it's cowtowing or cowtowing. Cowtowing. I don't know. I can't read the little things right. And when I think I do, I totally get them wrong. More research needed. But he also says that he loves when we make fun of homeopathy. Oh, that's, and I that's his you, pet peeve thing? I, I, no, he loves it when we do it. And I love it, too, because there is no... I mean, that's the retarded kid in the room, and it's like he's got the helmet and he drools, and it's easy to make fun of him because he's obviously a retard. The great thing about it is he's so, he's so stupid he won't even hear it. Yeah, because, I mean, scientifically, we've debunked it. We've debunked it completely, but it's just such a stupid lie <laughs> that it continues to exist. And that's what I love about homeopathy. I think that the greatest debunk actually happened is something that was just a fundamental thing that they were just discovering about nature. There's a there's a number called Avogadro's num- uh, number, mm-hmm. and it's just how much something can be diluted until there's no more trace of it left. Yeah, it's that it becomes statistically insignificant, and they discovered that uh, I think you know just just as classic physics was changing into uh you know modern day physics new it was just physics. one of those yeah it was just one of those new discoveries of saying hey let's imagine the world of the small as as sort of like these particles that we can measure that we can actually calculate how big they are that's one of the things that einstein was working on by the way of trying to calculate what is the relative size of electrons and neutron protons and you know back when we didn't know that shit or didn't have any fucking idea and people were just like well, I don't know what's going on uh, shut the fuck up yeah and now it's just a simple answer but it was hard to figure out <laughs> <laughs> this is where we're standing on the shoulders of giants so Ooh, many giants they are also standing on the shoulders it's it's quite a wacky tower it's like a cartoon thing going up into space with everybody kind of like whoa whoa well, here's here's a here's a uh, a thing that happened while you know again the, during my crisis of thinking your what crisis is, of unfaith of, of unfaith, non-faith of non-faith in myself yeah thank mm-hmm. you uh, I was reading uh, Einstein's biography and I felt when I was reading this biography that the author had one like he, he identified I felt to some degree what really lay at the core of Einstein's genius 
And there's lots of theories about where it came from, but I think that uh, in, in this biography, it's the best. The, the, one, the, the latest one that came out is just called Einstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, the author says that basically it was Einstein's capacity to, to really challenge conventional ideas. You know, the simplest way that he describes it is when people are trying to understand the nature of light and they had this uh, sort of uh, this, 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 this thing called the, they called the ether to try to explain how could light propagate as a wave if there wasn't a medium for it. So they said that there's this thing that permeates the universe everywhere called the ether. But the problem was that every single experiment to try to see if the ether was there was a failure. It wasn't there. But no one wanted to accept it. They were all like, this, uh, this theory works. Everything is elegant. It fits into a fucking nice little mold. I mean, Max Planck, the guy who comes up with Planck's constant, which is, a, which is an attempt to describe the amount of energy radiated from anything, it changed. It started showing cracks in the, the, the classical physics of the time. But even Planck didn't want to let go. When he read Einstein's papers challenging all of these ideas, he refused them for like 30 years and it's i mean there were just no one was willing to just say fuck this you know like let's imagine the the let's reimagine the structure of the universe let's let's make a new model let's get rid of one of these constants yeah let's just challenge let's challenge the authority of the time i mean is it a coincidence that einstein was a fucking patent clerk he was not part of academia academia was like no he sent a whole bunch of papers to people. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't always exactly the, the brightest guy. Like, for instance, in one scenario to try to get a, a teacher on his size, he, he reads his uh, you know, thesis and he starts to criticize it. <laughs> Thinking, of course, my criticism when he realizes that it is correct will convince them that I should uh, be at the school. I'm like, do you not understand fundamentally how people are like, do you write <laughs> saying like, dear sir, you're wrong, please hire me. Yeah, okay. That's a fucking great idea. Maybe Obviously because I know more than you, you should allow me into your school. It wasn't no no, it wasn't it's definitely not how Einstein felt. But I think that to some degree Einstein was just if you drop this conventional idea and just put yourself in this perspective, you'll realize that it's correct. I mean, Einstein was not a really great uh, you know, mathematician. He wasn't a great physicist. He was a great theorist. His ability was just to say, let me, let me boil something down really to its fundamental core. I'm just going to challenge you with this assumption. I'm going to make predictions based on this model. I mean, he didn't even develop most of the math of relativity. That was done by one of his old math teachers that was like, oh, well, uh, I read relativity. I didn't think you were going to do anything with your life, but uh, here you go. I worked on some of the formulas for it, and I think it's correct. This is how this guy thought. I mean, it's fucking amazing, but all of this possible only because he challenged the conventional way that we viewed the universe. And it just made me realize that maybe there is still other conventions that we need to break down. I don't want to compare myself to Einstein. I'm just saying that the ability to do anything amazing to some degree requires that you challenge all these assumptions that you think are true. 
and for me, I mean, part of a, a part of that is atheism, definitely, and I want to include that in the book. But well, there's many other elements. Atheism, to me, so often, I, I mean, truth be told, when we came into this, you were you were the you were the hardcore atheist, and I was supposed to be like the fence sitter and the and the foil and everything. Would you else say like though, that? if you were listening, if you were listening to the old show, would you say, would you predict that you were more um, that I would be that reticent I would be, towards it? Towards uh, atheism? No, that I would be the person that would play devil's advocate, and that's how I played it for a while, and I continue to try and play it, but to a certain degree, I've. I've lost I've lost the mental not the mental ability but the ability to do it while still feeling because at the time I I would I would only argue devil's advocate if there was some truth to that angle that we could explore and the more you learn and the more you look into it the more you realize that and this is where you know you become more militant as an atheist is because you start to realize that we're ignoring a lot of the truth <laughs> and a lot of the constants that we have yep. that may not be right or just there because they're constants. You want to know why places that are ancient are so fucked up. It's because somebody wrote down rules and back then they put those rules onto stone tablets and <laughs> those weren't going anywhere. And here's the thing. You didn't have any choice about those rules. Nope. They're like, we created rules and we created a system of authority to enforce these rules. And we, we've created this entire societal network that is based on these concepts and if you pull the one pull one out at the bottom like if you pull religion out that's the jenga tower it's falling and that's society and you've done it and it's funny because one of the most fundamental assumptions that i started that i that i'm trying to break down even the, in my book holy shit i'm an ape um the very first one that i'm trying to break down is just this idea that if we look at ourselves in a different lens that if we admit to ourselves to fully admit that we are apes that we are animals that we may just degenerate into some kind of violent, unpredictable creature that the only thing that keeps us together or coherent are false beliefs. And I find that dubious of a conclusion. I'm like, oh, really? You think that as soon as you stop seeing yourself as a privileged animal, you're going to start to be a savage? Well, you know what? Let me think about that. I've always been bugged because, you know, as far as religion goes... If we were going to believe a lie, it would be a lot better if we believed a much better lie that said that we are all amazing fucking creatures with infinite potential and nobody should harm anybody and nobody should steal anyone steal anything and everybody followed it and we had a utopic society. But for some reason this stupid god lie is nothing like that doesn't work out like that and people still think that it's great and that it holds society together and I'm saying it really hasn't it hasn't aspired to do anything greater than than anybody else. So obviously, it wasn't that good to begin with. I think that we just we can we could. Uh, I, f- I feel that to some degree, the, the God experiment was necessary. You know, I, again, I want to look at the prism uh, through the eyes of an ape and say I could understand why we would be drawn to religion. And when you didn't know nothing, I can understand yeah. how you can fall for You it. had no tools to know anything else. I mean, when you don't have the tools, if you're trying to build a house, okay, and all you have is a bunch of rocks, are you going to have a kick-ass house? No, your house is going to suck, okay? But if you just inherited all these fantastic tools that your ancestors built for you, and they were like, here's how you use this, Make a better house. And when you're done, make better tools to make better houses. And it'll be awesome. That's the only thing you got to remember. Just keep adding to this, and it just keeps getting better. And religion just seems to say, how about we stick with the tools that we got and the house that we have? Because let me tell you what, 
those double-decker houses are immoral. They're God on... <laughs> hates them, and he wants us to kill the, the people the who make double-decker them. double-decker houses. If you own a duplex, you're a dead man. Yeah. Devil worshiper! <laughs> duplex worshiper. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 it, my idea is that I think that there's a, there's a certain inherent... I'm not going to say genius to it, but if we are to have great ideas, we need to be willing to challenge some really powerful assumptions. Uh, and there, there are probably more assumptions than you even uh, that that you you have that you even realize. You may not really fully fucking do a an audit of all the things, all the assumptions you've made, either about humanity or even about your fucking self. You know, I don't want to del- delve too deeply into that because, again, there's like five thousand different people. Some some may have a little bit uh, more honesty about themselves than others. I would sincerely hope that you know you do a lot of digging. Maybe part of the show is doing a bit of personal digging. Mm. But still, the f- making fundamental assumptions is that thing that you always have to be guarded about. What are the axioms that you believe in? Work backwards from that. I think that Descartes had it right when he just said, "I'm going to work backwards." And I'm just going to sort of make the, the the most obvious assumptions first. Like I think, therefore I am. It's a no, really no, wait, but that's not working assumption. backwards. That's working right from the beginning. Okay, I'm sorry. You have to work from the beginning. You have to sort of like make the fewest assumptions possible, mm-hmm. and you work from those fewest assumptions. When you begin to make uh, you know certain assumptions, where you're just say uh, in a in, in a logical, you make a, a gap. You know, if you say, well, uh, A is a lot like B, B is a lot like C. Therefore, A is a lot like C. And you're like, well, no, that a lot like is part of that assumption, right? It could be a little bit. It could even be is nothing like it because there is still so, there's enough of a difference there to, to, to have some playroom. So you just have to put yourself in the perspective of like when you make those logical assumptions, the more you examine them, the more you boil it down and say, well, what are the, all these assumptions that I'm making that could be false? I think there you really start making progress. But that's that's a that's a whole other fucking discussion of philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's keep this bucket rolling. What are other people saying? Uh well, I'm seeing uh, Pepe was mentioning that he enjoyed the uh, the Richard Dawkins impression when the Atheist Bus campaign first came out. <laughs> uh, why don't we just dilly dally out of here? Uh, I'm not, you know, I don't even remember when we when I we think did you that. said that. I don't know if was, I said dilly dally. Was that me? Oh, uh, you know, I I I I renege. All the negative things I said about the atheist bus campaign, because you know what, I didn't get it. Uh, my my problem with my atheism is that it does not exist in the same sphere as as, as a lot of reality. the other stuff. No, no, it's just just there's the scene and there's the activism and there's the PR for it, and and my atheism exists as a very personal thing for the most part. And I'll sit on the radio show and I'll talk about all the shit that's going on out there, but as far as going out and fighting the war. Stop my battle. It's just... I don't... That, it's, the, it's the co-host dilemma. And, uh, too, so, you know, when, when, the, when the Atheist Bus campaign first came out, and it, I, I, didn't, I didn't get it, I just thought that it was just going to piss people off, but I didn't realize that nowadays in this, in this battle, which I'm starting to get more of a grasp on, it's important to ruffle feathers, and it's important for atheists. Because you know what? From my limited point of view, I didn't even I didn't even believe that 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 concept that religious people thought atheists had no morals. I was like, well, that's stupid. Of course, that's, they wouldn't believe that. That's a course, stupid belief. Yeah, exactly. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They can't obviously <laughs> believe it. And then people that I knew, religious people that I knew, 
threw that argument out there, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> you!" <laughs> I, it, I know it's really hard to 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 maintain sometimes your respect for the person when they really make that assumption. Oh, it's water off my back. I just, no, no, but I, I mean, every, it's, everybody, it's, everybody it's shocking the first time you hear it. You're just like, "Well, this is so stupid." And then a person you respect says it, and you're like. Either you are a lot less smart than I think you are, which is not your first conclusion, or you really fundamentally don't understand what the fuck atheism is, do you? Then mm. that was that's always been my conclusion: is saying, you know, if I'm an atheist, and and like many people, probably like uh, you know a significant uh, majority of people that are atheists have at some time believed to some degree. Um, there are many of them, though I'm not sure it's the majority, but many of them are experts in belief. But how many experts in disbelief are religious again? There's not a lot. You, when you're an expert in disbelief, how can you go back? Disbelief is the more natural opinion. It's why oh, they feared us that, so you long. You use that natural word. Okay, it's the most... It's, it's the most you could say it's the most stable. logical. It's the most stable. If you were to examine the stability of any idea, like I'm reading this book about uh, this one preacher uh, who, uh, you know, he loses his faith because he's, try he's trying to answer the problem of suffering. And he's an agnostic. He's a self-titled agnostic. Mm. But uh, in the book, which is called, hold on, it's called God's Problem. That's what it's called. And the author... He's he's not a non he's not an atheist and he says specifically I'm not going to give you fuel for you know disbelief if you have it but I have to tell you this is why I don't believe not realizing of course I'm like that's the very thing that disbelief is fueled on mm -hmm. <laughs> reasons to not believe the millions of reasons to not believe but among them his thesis being of the problem of pain and suffering like a real problem saying how does the Bible answer this and I I always hey I I. I always thought those were stupid. How could a moral God do... These are not arguments that I'm having. My but you don't care are, about those arguments. No, For people that are religious, those arguments are important indeed. But you've never examined them from the perspective of actual belief. No. You're I'm, not a believer come atheist. You're just like... Even you've never been a believer. At all. Yeah. Well, you're not part of what I was saying is experts in belief. Right? You're not an expert in belief. But you can... To some degree, you can put yourself in the shoes of belief. Right? You can see, well, if I was really to believe that, kind of the same way that I might have believed in Santa Claus or whatever, you can understand and empathize to some degree. And, and I've, much, I've even correct? found, as far as religion goes and as far as people with religious belief, I've even found a way to, to, to empathize with them and, and, and their, their attempt to use religion to live a better life. And I can understand where that comes from and how and how it can shape a person for the better. And maybe even you can understand part of the appeal of it. Uh, do you, uh, w one of the things that I was asking what do what do people what did people want me to talk about for episode one hundred? Because I I was kind of like making a, a call out to fans, being like just just let's have a conversation about the good atheists. Yeah, because we because you were mentioning before that we wanted to get away from some of the news topics and true and you know it's a serviceable model. I like bringing up whatever random topics in the news happens, but I would also love to have a more generalized. If someone says, well, you know homeopathy something you haven't ragged on or let's talk about jehovah's witnesses or let's talk about you know this weird cult over there that i've that i heard about we'll dig into it and we'll do it because there's honestly the news the news cycle what's going on and that everybody else is talking about is not not always the most interesting stuff going on doesn't matter if it just happened today 
doesn't have to be what we talk about. No, and I mean, and you know, for episode one hundred, it's 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 a, there is a little bit of fan service. You know, for people who have stuck around for that long. I mean, you you talk to people saying, "How long have you been listening?" Oh, since the beginning. You're like, "What? Get damn, <laughs> that's a long time." You know, and, and and trying to think about what does three years represent. I'm like, well, geez, think you've about been around for a long. You, time. you were you were saying, is there what have we done for three years? And I can't even hold a job for three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I can't even think of many TV shows that I've watched for three years. <laughs> it's true. I the 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 show that I can quote is three years was too short, which was uh, Arrested Development. I'm like, why only three? I needed more. Yeah, but you, more. Did, you, you didn't experience that in real time over the course of I three years. I did not, know. You watched all three seasons over the course of two months. It was an awesome two months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking like, you know, watching episodes of Battlestar Galactica week after week. But again... Waiting it, for the new episode. But again, sort of like the, the hardcore That's people. That's the, the that have The ones that have been with us since the beginning that can't go back and just listen to us in a kind of a two-month, you know, bang. Uh, you may probably feel kind of like some of those same... You know the same frustration. Be like more, produce more, fucker. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted. I did. De- I definitely. That's why I said at the beginning. Like, if you are not already a fan of this episode, turn this off. This is not for you. Episode one hundred is fan only. So the you know the margin of the people saying like I don't have a really interesting podcast to listen to today. I guess I'll listen to these guys. I don't really like them, but it's you know. like you should have listened to us an hour ago. Now you're bored and confused. <laughs> like, why is this show so long? Aren't they normally 30 minutes? And you're like, not episode 100, not this baby. Yeah, this one's more about atheist websites than atheists. This, is, this, this episode is just trying to get everybody to realize, or no, just, just to see uh, not, not just sort of what the show is. Again, what the show is going to be, something that we're going to have in conversation we're going to have in a few minutes. Yeah, well, you um, want to like what? What's the deal? Because we're out of comments on the on the on the post thing. Um, you want to talk some stuff about uh, what you got on Facebook there? Yeah, well, here's the thing. I'm I'm going to be using Facebook a lot more, uh, particularly for the bonus shows. If you're a bonus member, I encourage you to uh, add me on Facebook. We're going. I I want to put every once in a while. I'm going to be announcing, but some of the topics are going to be like the on the bonus show, and I want some you know people that are bonus members patrons uh to comment on them and we can talk about their comments about what we're talking about too so if we decide let's talk about the atheist billboard in north carolina that got defaced you know uh we can just put it out there saying we're going to be talking about this in the show what do some of you think Mm -hmm. you know increase a bit of the interactivity get uh get some of the listeners to be able to hear what other people are saying or hear us talking about what you're saying you know i I may not agree with the points that many of you bring up i don't know Keep it interesting. Keep your thoughts interesting. So Make Facebook a will be a marketplace of ideas. It is a marketplace of ideas. So we're going to be including that more uh, for the bonus show. I want to basically entice. I want to. I want to really put a little bit more effort into the bonus show. I want. I want people to be enticed to get the bonus show. I realized, you know, there. Uh, you can't. You you, you got to attract flies with honey, not with just the same old. More of the same. Same old bag of garbage. <laughs> well, I don't think it's garbage. Hey, well, to a fly, here. a bag of garbage is pretty sweet. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Okay. But okay. he needs a new bag. But you know things. what You know what a fly really loves? Shit. A big, juicy turd. Yeah. yeah he loves shit. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going to work to make the juiciest turds that you could ever uh, want. You're going to want to lay your eggs in this baby. Oh, yeah. You're going to come this hot, there, steaming you're gonna, baby. You're going to crawl down into it. Mm-hmm. Be deep inside. It's you're, great, great so place. many generations... 
of your kids will civilizations be will will raise themselves up off this awful it's it is almost like an elephant level of turd mm-hmm. that we're going to produce yep just massive for you guys to just play in and love <laughs> now uh, speaking speaking of bonus stuff i think we have to take a break because my bladder is full of beer and i need to go uh isn't there you were going to do an interview with god what was, was that was the plan yeah, I, I recorded recently an interview with a, a total. It turns out that he's real. Wow, well, when we yeah. have an interview, so yeah, let's. Exactly. So that was this, one of the special, you know, talking about special things. Episode one hundred. You want to talk to God right now? Let's go talk to God, and we'll be right back after our interview and after with while, the Almighty. While I take the piss. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Good Atheist Special Edition. Everybody's always talking about how they love it when we do interviews, so I decided to to go out. Uh, you know, shoot for the stars and see what I could get as far as interviews. And I managed to pick up uh, an interview with God. Now, uh, for, first off, God, thank you very much for showing up. Yes, your thanks are needed. And I do want to apologize for a hundred episodes of saying you don't exist and that you're stupid and you're bullshit. Uh, I, I'm really sorry. Am I going to hell? Uh, you're very lucky that I've actually never heard of you, like most people on the, uh, in the world. Uh, I was unaware of you. So, that's the good news. Unfortunately, I now know of your existence, and, uh, you will burn in hell. But don't you already know when I'm asleep or awake? He knows when you're sleeping, and he knows when you're awake. Yeah, that's Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay. Can you can you possibly conceive that maybe I'm just really powerful, made a universe, but uh, you know, just don't control every little fucking thing that happens? Have you considered this? Huh? But don't you care about what we do with our penises and vaginas? Well, yeah, obviously. You know, did you not read many of my books that contradict one another? I mean, read it. Really read it. Obviously, you have not been reading it. Otherwise, you'd be a lot more confused right now. You look like you're a fairly self-assured man here uh, with answers. Obviously, you should have more questions. More confusion is necessary. Okay, well, let let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, Are men and women equal? Um, Some of them are equal in weight. I do believe that. Uh, They have the same amount of mass. Should should females be allowed to be preachers or priests for in your name? I suppose that if by priest you mean prostitutes, then yes, they are allowed to be prostitutes. If you mean priest as in uh, preaching my word, uh, no. I think I've made that quite clear in many of my contradictory books. Quite clear. No women allowed, don't trust women. I think that's a pretty general theme, would you not agree? True. Okay, let me, let me ask you something else related to women. When when do you think it's... When do we draw the line for abortion? You draw the line of uh, choice. Really, that's the line. If, if anyone has choice, then you've made the wrong choice. The choice has been made. It's no. So you're, you're claiming responsibility for putting every single baby in the womb. Like, you get, uh, what, email or, or some kind of notification on, like, your iPhone saying that, that you know, Tiffany and, and, and Frank are having sex and they should become pregnant? Well, I usually kind of find, I, I hang around a lot of these abortion clinics is when I normally realize what's going on. I'm a pretty busy dude. You know, lots of people trying to talk to me at the same time. It's getting really overwhelming here. And I don't have a good inventory management system devised yet. Uh, I've tried using a couple of them online. They're no good. 
I mean, it's like seven billion people out there, and they're always calling out your name for with like, fucking whatever reason. It's ridiculous. So I'm a little disorganized, I'll admit. But you know, you hang around at abortion clinics, and you can catch a few of them. You know, take down their names and license plate number, and then you're just like, you're gonna go to hell, bitch. How's uh, how's Jesus doing? Uh, he's he's just not doing anything with his life. I'll be honest with you. You know, he kept on announcing that he would be back to Earth. He has not done anything. He hasn't left his room. I mean, he was just talking to his disciples about returning within their lifetimes, and he's just a fucking no-show, right? Just hanging out in his room, just enjoying heaven. He just doesn't even want to go back. You think that reflects badly on you? I think it does. You know, I'd really appreciate if he just, uh, you know, fulfilled his fucking promise here uh, that he made in my name. So, I don't care what he does, as long as he do something. I just want him to have a life, you know, he's just living at home. Uh, just basically enjoying all the, uh, perks of heaven. Not really contributing at all. I'm very disappointed, but, you know, I figure it, it's kind of like this nowadays. You know, we coddle our children a little bit too much. I think I should have maybe extended the period of time that he was, uh, suffering and, uh, being tortured to death. You think he's just bitter? I think he's just being lazy. I don't think he has a lot of ambition anymore. Let's go through some, some, some rules. Uh, that, that everybody's not 100% sure on. Did you see where you stand on them? Circumcision. Uh, if you want to mutilate your private parts to show me how much you love me, sure. I mean, fucking go nuts, right? Just take a razor blade and just slice that shit up. I don't care. As long as you make sex unpleasurable uh, and essentially only for procreation because uh, there's something about it that I don't like. Oh, okay, well, that, that goes into my next question. What about, what about butt sex... For between a man and a woman. I want to be very clear about one thing. A hand job is sodomy. Okay? Just anything enjoyable. If you even just touch yourself, I just fucking send you to hell, you little horny ass piece of shit. You're mine and I don't want you touching your little naughty parts. Uh okay, how about reading Harlequin romance novels? Well, I, I kind of like the very sexist tendencies of many of these Harlequin romances, but the problem here is that many times they're having sex not for procreation, and uh, semen's not going particularly in the vaginal uh, cavity, and uh, that's very upsetting. It was designed specifically for that, and a lot of people are just messing around with it, you know, trying to invent new shit. Not cool. Not, I've, I've seen people fuck pillows, all right? I've seen people fuck typewriters, man. I've seen some shit. You guys are messed up. Because you're uh, um, omnipresent, omniscient, yeah. knowing all Mostly, the... mostly all-knowing, Does, does yeah. that mean you've, you've seen all pornographic internet videos? I've seen the future stuff that you guys come up with, and I'm not cool about that. What, what's the next two girls, one cup? You know, two robots, one outlet. It's pretty disturbing. Would you care about ro robots immoral? They are mostly. Yeah, anything that moves that doesn't have my spirit in it is essentially evil. I think that uh, Satan is a robot, honestly, uh, that traveled back in time and has been trying to trick me ever since. And I think you guys created Satan robotically. So I'm, I'm pretty mad about that. How about Muhammad? How are how, how you feeling about Muhammad? He's up here, right? Doing stuff? You know what? He's been just talking shit about how awesome he is for like the last couple hundred years it's really been bugging me because he's just saying like look how many followers i keep gaining and blah 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 you just fucking shut the fuck up already all right we know you're a growing religion it's pretty fucked up some of the shit you do though but whatever i'm cool i mean if it's just some action going on i'm down with it suffering fuck yeah bring it on bitches i mean you don't think that shit's entertaining i love it 
I love watching all of you cry as you die. It's fucking wicked. So you're still down with the stonings? Oh yeah, the stonings are great. I mean, like, look at all these terrible pussy-ass executions that you got going on in the States. Lethal injection. This is like barely a show, right? The person looks like they're asleep. It looks like it's peaceful. Luckily, being omniscient, I know that they're secretly suffering a lot, so, you know, light at the end of the rainbow right there. Which I also made. Rainbows. Fucking awesome, that's what I am. Okay, well, I think we'll leave it at that, God. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm, we're gonna be, we're gonna be talking a lot when you have your little tribunal thing, your little ant. And then we'll see, I'm gonna throw you in hell, and then I'm gonna make sure that Satan buttfucks you to death. And then I'm gonna resurrect you, so that it can happen every day. And I'm a loving God, alright? I'm mostly a loving God. Don't, don't, don't sound so loving. I, I don't know. <laughs> you want less love? No. <laughs> That's right, you don't. Okay, well, I think we'll leave it at that before I damn myself anymore. Thank you very much, God, for being on the show, and I guess we'll get back to the regular stuff. You're gonna burn in hell, you little shitface. Enough! <laughs> yes, okay, so back to the Facebook thing that I, uh, I've i been trying to implement. I wanted to increase a bit of my use of this. Social networking is uh, the bomb, so you gotta use it. I've been so fucking stupid about trying to get involved in the atheist scene. Like, just awful at it. What you gotta... I mean, I think I've kind of come to the realization as well that to a degree, we've kind of, we've held on to our amateur status for way too long. I know. We, we continue to do this like we're we like fucking go, ham radio operators doing a special show every Sunday afternoon uh, to the people who tune in to 22 ham frequency. Yes. It's time to go pro. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I personally... Always avoided uh, avoided the pro thing with the idea in my head. Oh, we'd we'll be selling out. The truth of the matter is, it's just a lot harder to be professional. Oh, fuck doing yeah. things what on time, on time, doing them on time, and not missing any of them and stuff like that. Being a pro, being yeah. a pro. Well, part of the part of the whole being a pro thing is I decided that I was going to put myself more out there, and uh, I was just feeling so stupid that I did not actually put out any feelers. Uh, or any suggestions to the Montreal Atheist Conference happening like October 1st to October 3rd. It's like, it is literally a 10-minute subway ride away from my house. So I sent them an email. I'm like, okay, uh, it's probably too late, but you guys need any speakers or do you need any help? And they were actually saying like, well, there must be a God, you know, ha ha ha, tongue-in-cheek, because we need someone to host the live audio podcast of the event on the Friday. There you go. You have probably more episodes than anybody else they're going to get. Probably. Oh, more, yeah. more podcastiness under their belt. And plus, they were even asking, well, uh, can you maybe make it a video cast? So I actually went over and I asked uh, our producer for our other website that we're making a... Um, Pilot TV a show pilot for. TV show. I said, "Are you interested in helping me potentially make a podcast, like a live video cast of the Montreal event?" And he's like, "Sure, man. He has a great job, just in that he's able to do whatever he wants in his field and get paid for it. It's a great job until all of a sudden you realize that once in a while, when he has to edit an entire TV show, 
that uh, that he has to do real work, not just the creative bullshit. I don't know. It must be fucking horrible. <laughs> I know. See, that's the kind of being thing, a pro. That's the kind of thing professionals do. That's so boring. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do it kicking and screaming, but we got to start doing it. Yep. So part of the the whole thing in October is that I'm gonna be making a lot of uh you know some some announcements soon. Just the honest truth is until I until I was. Figuring out what the fuck I was going to do, I wasn't talking about it. I didn't post about it, even though it's been it was agreed upon like a few weeks ago. But I was just like, maybe I'm not going to do this <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. Fear not, folks. You had you had your rough patch, but you ran it through. You know where you're going. I know where I'm going. I know where this is fucking where this can go. And you guys, I mean, to some degree, the the paranoia or support that I received was more than enough. So thanks, everybody. Now you can stop being afraid. Uh, and start being cheerful that I'm always, when I emerge from the cloud of darkness, I'm always, a, you know... Ready uh, to double down? I'm a, new, I'm a new man all the time. I, I do this cocooning thing all the time. It's just it happens in weird year-like intervals. Mm-hmm. So I'm over myself. And the great news about that is we're going to be just... just we're going to be trying to do a lot of different things. Uh, after the episode 100, I'm going to have a guest over from another uh, very popular podcast on video games. He's going to come on. We're going to talk about because uh, he 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 was on this podcast, and I guess he said some negative things about God, and there was a lot of fan uh, blowback from that. And ah, I want to and I want to and I want to talk to him about that specifically. Yeah. So that's going to be something where where I'm just going to be introducing, bringing in people that are in different atheist. Not circles, but just in different circles and ask them about their atheism and ask them one really important question that I'm going to start asking everybody that I interview is I want everyone to give me the number one reason why they believe that they are an ape. Like, what has convinced you the most? Because convinced you should be. But what is the biggest reason? Like you, want if I was, hear, you want to hear mine? Yes, I was actually going to say, what is yours? The statisticalness, the, the statisticiness. <laughs> There's a new word for you from mm. Ryan, from your from your from your friendly podcasty friend Ryan. The statisticiness from your favorite, for your friendly neighborhood illiterate. Yes, <laughs> which is like how many hundreds of dozens of different species there are out there? How could we be special? Of all the hundreds of dozens, out exactly. <laughs> there are so few dozens. That's just me. Whenever, whenever I sit back and I think about how many different species of of life there are on this planet, and what a ridiculous. I mean, you never really think. You know, people people talk about life, and how often, other than a tree hugger way, do they start thinking about stuff like I don't know, seaweed and trees and and algae and bacteria they never think about that stuff and this is a gigantic variety people don't think about life past you know cuddly animals and maybe what star trek does the slap like some putty onto your nose ridge and be like a new life form this is not a human (laughs) what yeah but the truth of the matter is there's a very wide range of life and the idea that us as just this one variety of very clever ape uh is any more fucking special in the eyes of space jesus as as bacteria, I'll have you know he's zombie Jesus. Mm. Okay, and he doesn't live in space. He lives in the firmament. Did I not go through what the firmament was? Uh, I ignore all that garbage. I don't let my <laughs> head get filled up with all of the stupid religious garbage. That I don't goes because on. it's. I mean, if it's not gonna. If it's not going to depress you, it might as well entertain you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true, and it is entertaining because I was kind of thinking about you know when I raised my kid. I will I will keep him well stocked. He'll have Bible story adventures alongside the Aztec 
story, religious story adventures, along with like you know ancient Norse, uh, Zeus, Zeus, and all those guys. Yeah. All of those stories, because I love those. I love those stories, man. Like Mythology Sam- is pretty. Samson cool. with his hair, and and again, just another one of those. Uh, Another one of those stories where where the Bible tells you don't trust women. <laughs> I love Samson. I love the story of what's his name in the in the thing with the lions. I'm like, that's a great story. You know, stupid, but it's it's entertaining. You know. Here's the here's the thing. I just wanted to put it on on a kind of a tangent of one of the. I was listening to some of the older episodes, and there is this one episode. I think it it's your best episode, and it's the one where you were talking about helping a friend move. And your frustration of not being able to convince him why he should get a vaccination. I had totally forgotten that show. Mm. And it was really funny to kind of hear your whole, you know, just saying like, ah, I couldn't lay down the arguments and, you know, sort of like tell him in a short sentence or really make, you know, drill it through his head that he should get a vaccine. Yep. And, uh, and I, anyways, that was my whole, what is Ryan's best show? I'm like, that's his best show because... I think it was the first time of listening to all these episodes where I I, I felt your frustration of more research needed. <laughs> well, this is this, you know that was actually a very important part in my atheistic life is when I came to the realization that that you know people listen to the radio show and they say oh you know it's amazing that you guys do this I couldn't do it and and, and what I realized is that now when I when a topic comes up I think about how I feel about it and I fully form it and I try to put it into an argument that I'll be able to spit out of the radio show. And it's very important for people to take, you know, what they're learning and, and, and turn it into something that you can verbalize so that if something comes up, the topic comes up, you're able to put your idea out there in such a way that other people might, might be affected, might be influenced. Because if you have that conversation with someone about why they should have a, a vaccine and you're not prepared, you don't have that one or two good lines or even just a good joke that really nails it home of why the people are being stupid for not getting it, then you're not you're going to end up being frustrated half the fucking time. I guess we have a natural tendency to want people to 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 see the world how we see it, especially if we think that there is something inherently good about the way we see it. And in the case of vaccines, you know, uh let me, here's one thing that I wanted to ask you because that was the one thing I think I forgot to ask on that episode. But I want your honest opinion. If it wasn't for the influence of either the good atheist or me, would you have cared about vaccines? Yes. It, you know what? I wouldn't have gotten it if it wasn't easy. Not easy for me. you got to understand, we are people who do not have cars. It's difficult to get anywhere off of the metro line. Um, and, and at the time, we were so poor that even just buying metro tickets, it's like I've had to ditch out on so many friends because the thought of spending $6 to go out back and forth to do something is just being outside the bank range, just to give you guys an idea of, you know, we always joke about eating cat food. That's the, 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 the real level of it. So if, if I was in the same poor-ass situation and it wasn't, if the vaccine place wasn't down the street, then maybe I wouldn't have gotten it. So I want to be completely honest about that. But, uh, you know, when, when you spend so much time reading about it, it, it's hard not to do it. It's when, especially when you realize that it's really about protecting kids, elderly people, all of the other people. You know, you're being a selfish dick face when you don't get it, basically, because it's all about herd immunity. It's not, you know, those people that tell you, oh, you could get that shot, you could still get sick. 
I'm like, you were you were missing the fucking point. Well, that's but that's what I mean. I mean, before we were doing the Good Atheist and talking about uh, you know vaccination, were you aware of those facts? Oh yeah. Well, you got to understand. I mean, I I am a, an internet addict. Uh, I've been thinking about that more and more, and I recognize the fact that hmm, I am addicted to the internet. I have Google Reader, and I have many sources for information that I just suck dry. The, the vaccination thing was a big deal, and I followed it very closely. Regardless of the good atheist, I would have anyways. Okay. Well, I, I was just curious. I didn't know what to what degree, because when I was thinking, again, when we were going back to the, to the, the story of your frustration, that's how I read it, since I'm like, well, if you didn't have any information... I, 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 had, then... I, had, I had all the facts in the world. I had read tons and tons about it, but I was not prepared for a person who just said, you know, I've heard some bad things about it. I don't think I'm going to get it because of this. And I just didn't have an argument ready to pull out of my ass. And it, it seems very strange, considering the fact that I've co-hosted the show for, I don't know, probably 90 of the 100 episodes. I guess maybe it's just one of those things where you... The best way, and this is something I always try to do as an exercise, and, and maybe you guys who are listening can do these things as exercises as well, is really start asking yourself, um, like just going back to the drawing board of saying, well, you know, there, there, was a, there was a study that was released recently that said that there is no, uh, th- that having facts doesn't change people's opinion. You can throw facts all day at someone, and it may even make their wrong opinions like more enforced. They might actually just do more to ignore it, which is always why you're like, how come we can't convince creationists that they're retards even though we keep throwing facts at them? And the answer is because the facts don't matter. And I know that's weird, but again, change your perspective for five seconds and assume that you're talking to an ape, okay? What, how do you convince an ape of something that he so desperately does not want to believe? And if you can answer that question then whatever it is that you're trying to communicate will be effective. I don't know if I have that answer right now. I keep thinking about it. I think about it a lot, actually. You know, I have loved ones that I've wanted to get them to stop believing in stupid things. You, you just need to figure out that perfect meme virus. I just don't get it. Sometimes it's like as soon as I think that I've managed to convince a, a person to stop believing in stupid things, like I had... I had to stop myself. I was having a conversation with my mom the other day, and she was just saying, she was she was telling me that she was starting to consider whether or not aliens might have implanted their DNA into apes to make them us. In the crux of me trying to sort of like write a book, essentially saying we are an animal, and now having a conversation with my mom who postulates this impossibility. You know, I've heard a lot about this recently, about the idea that uh, aliens came down and basically, quote unquote, created us to to mine gold that they need for their radioactive uh, atmosphere uh, to keep them from dying. Where did this, you this, hear this? this? What, what is, is this? this? I, I, I don't. I don't have the name for God it. More damn research. You. More research needed. Yeah, I no, hate it's, you. It's 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 a generalized quacky theory about. Okay, we'll have to do a, sh- a whole show life. about this then. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But yeah, now imagine my frustration where I'm saying, how do I? You know, my whole thing was. I didn't know what to say to make her stop. <laughs> you know, where she kept on saying, well, who's to say that this didn't happen? And I, I wasn't prepared for the who's to say argument. Because I was trying to say, look, every time you say who's to say, don't utter whatever you're about to say after that phrase. Because you know it's going to be stupid. This is one of those times where you, where you wish you had that boom answer like, 
look, we already understand everything in the DNA chain. We found most of it in other stuff. I tried going down that route. It was no good. Again, it was facts. <laughs> you know, I was trying to explain to her, uh, her... I was trying to explain to my mom about mitochondrial DNA and, and sort of how that's used to trace yeah, ancestry that's... and blah, blah, blah. No good. No good. So, you know, back to the drawing board. If I can convince my mom that this is such a, just such a stupid idea... But you know what? This is actually where Scorn kind of helps because I feel like uh, Scorn helped with me and my mother and and the secret. I, we she never still we never it. we never had a, a big discussion about it. I just laughed, <laughs> and I, I wasn't I wasn't a gigantic dick face about it. But you know, it's just it's just sometimes people have to understand that if they bring up stupid things to us. That we're just gonna laugh at them, mm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing, nothing wrong at laughing at friends from time to time for thinking stupid things. Because I think stupid things. You, you think stupid things. Sure, we all think stupid things. Definitely, I do think some pretty stupid things. Mm. And uh, I'm willing to admit when something I believe might be stupid. I think that we just have to get out of this habit of always a trying to be right, which is what. You know, we we joke about being wrong all the time, and it is an inevitable part of being human. If you cringe at every time we're wrong, be like, you said this wrong, or you did this wrong, I'm like, I'm a fucking monkey. Give me a break. Expect errors. They're cool. That's what makes every human being quirky and interesting. The fact that they either believe in things that are stupid or wrong, and that that is just an inevitable consequence. No one believes all the right stuff. I know it would be great if someone could, but as soon as you think that someone does, then you put some kind of insane trust and faith into them, and you're mistaken in doing so. And then all of a sudden, you get embittered, and you don't love Obama anymore. Aww. <laughs> you, you just proved my point. <laughs> you're the one that's disillusioned. No, I'm not disillusioned. I'm not Did willing you love to just... him before? I fell for a myth. Sure. I felt I had, uh, you know, I, I, I was trapped in this idea of what I wanted him to be and I believed that rather Change. than believe the real truth change. which is saying that he is just a clever politician and that is it no change don't expect any change expect very much of the same very much of the same I mean look he's a centrist look if they what do you expect if the right winger huh? are correct in another year or two he'll pull out his his fucking conquistador or he's gonna he's gonna no, pull no, out his can't. communist cap can put I, it on I, and and yeah. just sweep the country into socialism not heaven. gonna happen just you know honestly happen. if if what the right wing talked about him was true I would be happier <laughs> <laughs> at least it'd be more interesting look here's here's a paradox how can anyone who tries to work towards centrism Say that change is abound. There's no change in the middle. It's why it's called the middle. Change happens at the extremes. Yeah, but you're you're looking at it from the point of view where the middle is bad and the middle is status quo. No, but the where... middle is not change. That's just the honest truth. People wanted change. No, no, things things have gone right, and we're trying to get it back to the middle. Have gone uh, right. We being people who still support Obama. Anyways, we don't have to get into it. It's not even our fucking country. I know. I hate talking about these fuckers. <laughs> but I live in Canada, and for everybody that keeps on asking me if we come from some weird place in the U.S., because apparently some one person thinks we have southern accents, which just only goes to show well, the I weird say, breadth I, of the internet where, yeah, I have such a southern accent. What is wrong with you? I say A all the time, and maybe that's something like a southern thing. So many few, So few people actually realize where we're from. It's crazy. We have to keep mentioning it. 
because we, we, we live, live in Canada. We live up inside America's ass culturally. We do. <laughs> no, we're their taint. We're, we're, we're you know, a lot of nerve endings right around the crack between the U.S. and Canada is where most of the population is. So we're kind of a more of a taint. So we're what, the Choda? Yeah, we're the Choda hmm. of the world. Of America? <laughs> it's not very glorious when you put it like that. Well, uh, when you think that we're, we're you know, the, we're, we're, we're still product of the a-holes in britain haha the a-hole of britain and we're the the big gigantic dick of the of the states and we're the choda hmm. huh? right in the middle so neither one or the other we're just so Brit- britain's the head america's the the dong <laughs> and we're the chode that's right very nice that's that is yeah, your 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 history in five minutes <laughs> with a good atheist believe that believe that okay um here's a, a few things there's just a couple other things I want to just mention before we go uh, about, uh, I guess, changes that are also coming happening. Attractions. Coming attractions. Coming uh, attractions. W- I was on the bus the other day with the new shirt that we printed, Jesus Saves. And hilariously enough, the first day I wear it, somebody starts talking to me on the bus about this. Were they, were they pro-Jesus or anti-Jesus? That was the is, weird thing is, about it. It was nebulous. It was neither one or the other. And that's why he started talking to me. Because he was, like, I didn't realize, I was saying, like, does this shirt have any powers? Can conversations start when I wear that shirt? The first fucking day I have a conversation with the guy saying, you know, I'm sort of, because he's like, I'm, are you pro or are you, because he didn't get it. He's like, is this in the middle? Is this mockery or is this pro thing? And it just started a conversation because it was, it was nebulous. Yeah. That's, I, I didn't realize how effective this shirt is. If you wear this shirt... You're going to have some conversations. Yeah, Just be ready for them. For people down south, I don't think they're going to be too pleasant. So what? I mean, a person could start a conversation. You could just lie and say, oh, absolutely. I love him. You could just play it up. Yeah, this is, this is what we do. Because uh, whenever I go down to Walmart down in, the, down in the States, I always go and look for the Jesus shirts because they often have a fine selection of hilarious, like, Jesus Patrol. But I've, 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 wore, I've been wearing the Jesus Patrol shirt forever, and no one ever talked to me about it. Mm-hmm. I wear Jesus saves one fucking day, and a person fucking starts a conversation with me. It was really quite weird. They were actually trying to sort of say, "Oh, I've been reading all this stuff where they're saying now scientists are looking at it and they say they found evidence for God." And I'm like, "Nope," because <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to. He was. It was interesting because he was calling those like, "There's a study was done by Harvard, Harvard University." Wow, and I'm like. Uh, you know, uh, many of the universities in the United States began as uh, you know. Uh, religious schools that only slowly started to, you know, be secular. You're like, oh, you can name me any institution. You would find the fairly re- large religious contingent in there. So what? Don't just assume, hey, it comes from this prestigious school. All the best minds are now thinking that there is a God. Well, this is why it's annoying with atheism is that religion is so black and white and atheism is even, don't trust religion, but don't trust science too much either because they lie too. There's no, there, like, there's huh? nothing set in stone. It's all just you a gave crazy me fewer answers. Of question marks. Yep. You gave me fewer answers. Damn you! <laughs> so like you just gave me one, uh, you know, even possible answer, but probably the most likely one of saying there is no God. And you weren't even definitive about that, you jerks. And then you said doubt everything. <laughs> even me. That's right. Do your more research needed. More research needed is the thing you tell Never people. Never enough research possible. So we are, um, the, the shirts are out. They're going to be made available. We're going to be talking a lot about that. This is going to be one of the ways that, uh, you know, if you want to support the show and you don't necessarily want to buy podcasts and stuff like that, buy some shirts. We're yeah. going to be starting to do sell shirts. And I'm, 
I'm glad that I got to test out, test drive this shirt and say, like, success. Even here, I don't even know what the hell is going to happen to people where it could just start discussions. I don't know. It, it, it looks like it does. Fist fights across America. Get ready. You can blame the good atheist. That's why I didn't put my site name on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't put it there for the specific reason that I don't want anyone to be forced to have to say either way. You know, I hate shirts that are awesome on their own and then get ruined by branding. Oh, no. I mean, imagine if you went to Threadless and all of the awesome shirts had some horrible branding for, like, some dot-com website. I'm like, fuck it. Shirts are supposed to be fashionable. I, I You know, this is probably why we fail and, and maybe we need to be more, quote-unquote, professional about it. Maybe. But uh, I've always, it's always bugged me when, when cool designs get ruined because someone has to throw in their their HTTP colon slash slash blah 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 yeah com. yeah i mean you you don't always have to make everything about you i'm just trying to sell a goddamn shirt and i hope people like it that is it <laughs> now give me money for it fuckers okay so the last thing i guess we're going to talk about before we go is uh is the fact that uh i guess to some degree listening to all the the shows having had guests having had uh you know both you jeff uh carissa as people that have contributed to the show uh you know the one thing that i all that i was really tempted to do is to let all the guest people do a show yeah without me uh being part of it only because i've never actually gotten to listen to the show and not already know where it goes you know, like I know all the, everything that's going to be said. Like when I re-listen to it, I kind of start remembering what I had said, and I just anticipate what I'm either. You know where you're going. I know where I'm going. I'm like I, I know so well how I think. I've finished my own sentences, and it's kind of dull. But I, I, for once, I I almost wish that I could kind of experience it the same way that everybody gets to experience, where you're like a fresh new thought. I'm like I'm so bored of my thoughts on the good atheist. That's what that's that's what my conclusion was. I was bored with me. I couldn't stand me no more. But I'm like, I have to live with me. So, you know, that's an extenuating circumstance. If you think you feel that way, imagine how I feel. You're bored with you? I'm bored with you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so mean. All right, before we go, I'd like to remind everybody that we have a bonus show. It's going to change, by the way. Uh, stay tuned for many of those changes. It's going to be more, more, more special. It's going to be more special. More and different. More different, more involvement. I've been listening to a lot of suggestions that people have been putting uh, and uh, and saying like, it, you it, know. It took him a while. He was stomping around, being all upset at the fact that people didn't think it was perfect. But he's come around, and now we recognize that. Uh, well, isn't that funny? I mean, you know how I am anyways. It always takes me how many days? Before, two or three. Two, two or, three. or three days. There's always a, if Jacob disagrees with you today, he may agree with you in three days. Yeah, I used to think he didn't listen to anything I said, but then I picked up that three days later he would incorporate it into his new analysis of situations. I'm a stubborn man. It takes me three days to get over my ego. But, you know, I figured it's, it's, it's at least a start. I mean, imagine those people that never change their minds. I feel sorry for them. Yep. At least I gave my, my thing a go. I was like, I'm not going to accept your idea right away, but if you, if you put a crack in my fucking head, expose something that I haven't been doing, yeah, I'll think about it. That's the annoying thing about me. Damn it, I can't ignore that, push to the side, and think that, you know, like the guy who made The Room, Tommy Wiseau, that everything that I make is just so awesome. No, I definitely don't feel that way. Not delusional. 
At least I, I like to think that I'm not. So, yes, if you want to be a patron, look, this is episode 100. I hope that you guys have enjoyed it. I really want you to uh, – I'd, I'd love for more patrons to be part of this. I know that maybe there are a few of you out there that are saying, like, oh, well, it, it's been spotty. Uh, I think – I mean, I, I won't disagree with you. And I definitely even wouldn't fault you for saying I don't want to support you – Right now, well, you're going to see you're going to see some changes, and I think that that's going to convince you. Even the people that are probably still listening that are overdue, I'm like, trust me, I'm going to wake you up, and you're just going to want to pay. You're just going to want to keep donating because we want to do more. We want to do more. I'm doing less because I'm forced to, unfortunately. But I want to go back to doing more. I don't want to do less. I hate the fact that I can't post on the on the site. I hate the fact that I can't devote more. Uh, time to it but I have to get over that and I have to start doing the right things to convince you guys to let me do that but at the same time I'm like uh, I hate to sound guys, ironic guys have like a little it. faith if you guys like it <laughs> if you guys really like it and uh, you know I maybe you just don't get that box a couple boxes of Malamars that you just love I mean for uh, a couple of days you know maybe you don't get that extra can of coke once a month and you're just saying I'm just going to Give it to Jacob instead and see where he can go with it. More of you do that, and an amazing thing happens once you start hitting a certain number. You can actually fucking make a living doing it. It's the most fucking amazing thing. We're, 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 we're close, but we're not quite there yet. We need more patrons. We need more support. We're asking you guys to do it. We're not charging a lot. That's been always our fucking mandate. I know other people criticize, saying you don't charge enough. Sometimes people only feel that they get what they pay for. But I can't change that. I I like what I charge. I don't want to charge more. I think that even when I turn up the juice, it's $20. I mean, it's the internet for fuck's sakes. There should be enough people out there that we can do it. Yeah, so I, I want to be able money, to do that. The value, value for your money, and uh, we, can, we can do enough that we aren't eating cat litter, and Ryan can afford to have sex. And you know what? Because I like sex. He does. Keep that in mind. Yeah. I do. He my, likes it. My hand, you know, putting lipstick on it. Wearing gloves. It's getting old. <laughs> gloves. Different gloves. Different gloves. Gloves of different shades, too, for, you know, exotic nights. Or, you know, latex. Comes in <laughs> whites, blues, blacks, even reds. Wow. It's like fucking an alien. <laughs> it's like fucking a cartoon character. Like a, like a Marvel superhero. Oh, gross. What are you talking about? Do you want to fuck cartoon characters? Like a Marvel superhero, like the way they draw the chicks now in the X-Men? I, I was With their pelvises f- that are like a foot long? I'm like, Jesus Christ, your your moose knuckle must be the most massive thing ever. Did you say moose knuckle? Oh, you're right. Uh, well, you know... Uh, I thought the moose knuckle I, was yeah, moose the knuckle, male Moose knuckle version. is for male. Moose knuckle is for... Uh, yeah, can I, can I ask you what kind of like weird she-male cartoons that you fucking read? Or is it... Is Jim it Lee, he draws women strange. He draws everybody strange. You ever see the way that he draws people? They're not right. Okay? Jim Lee is uh, a you know, weirdo. Anyways, I'm confusing vaginas for penises. Help. <laughs> <laughs> if, there's, if there's ever been a reason. And you know what? We're, gonna, we're going to definitely put the effort into making the next 100 shows something fucking amazing. Like, we're not stopping this train it's only started like i said before it's going to go in a whole bunch of interesting new directions i'm not just limiting myself to one thing i want to just try other you know, other stuff some of the some of the suggestions some of the emails that i got were just like we want you to share some of your thoughts on other stuff and uh, you know that's still related and 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 
to atheism to some degree. The God, put the godless glasses on, Jake, and talk about these subjects. And yeah. that's what you guys are going to be doing on the bonus show. That, a lot of that is going to be that bits, uh, little segments we're going to include. going to be awesome. So stay tuned, and stay tuned for the shirt. Uh, stay tuned even for a new web design, which uh, hopefully is going to be something that we can pay for rather than fucking try to do ourselves because, we, you know, we suck to some degree. We kind of suck, right? You admit it? Yeah. We're not perfect. We kind of suck at design. I wish I was better, but wishing don't make it so. <laughs> Money makes it so. And we're really excited about that prospect. So with that, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to over now 100 shows and probably all you bonus guys even more. Keep listening to us for whatever reason you found to listen to us, and we'll keep talking. My name is Jacob Forte. I'm Ryan Harkness. Have a good atheist day, everybody. <laughs>